Hello and welcome to Liberated Tester Podcast. I am really glad to have you here listening to this episode. I am Gunesh Patel and I'm back this week with one more episode filled with software testing insights and the experiences from our guest today. I hope you like the episode and as usual please share the most valuable insight that you got from the episode on any of your socials and tag liberated tester. Without further delay, let's jump into today's episode. This episode of Liberated Tester is sponsored by fantastic people at Tricentis. who have just launched a new community called ShiftSync. It's a community for anyone interested in all aspects of quality engineering from left to the right across the whole software development spectrum. The platform features various articles, videos, learning materials, user forums and industry expert contribution and there is a chance to be on the leaderboard as well. I was myself on the leaderboard for 2 weeks. So don't wait any further and click on the link in the description to join the community and win some fabulous prizes on this episode of liberated tester we have bridges deb from netherlands and i know he doesn't need any introductions but then what kind of host would i be if i don't introduce my guest right so bridges is currently working uh, with infosys as a consultant he has been in the industry for more than 20 years now he's a, he's a very good friend of mine uh, we met Uh, first time at game of testing in 2022 in bangalore and the conversations just went on and then yeah this episode was you can say the baby of that conversation so it has been wonderful uh, being connected to british so we had we had a quite quite interesting discussion uh, very uh, close to 2 hours uh, of time so i've decided to break it down into two parts This particular episode is very very it's very very focused on the young testers. This is for anyone who has got into the industry now. We will be going through how Bridges developed his mindset in his early days and also we will discuss about what other qualities can a young tester develop to succeed in their testing careers. We have also talked about how you can handle your disagreements on social media which is sometimes at an early stage you al- always have that urge to respond to someone right um bridges gives a fantastic insight into that so without further ado let's welcome bridges and let's get into the episode Thank you Bridges thank you for uh, being on the show thank you for uh, your time today i know it's very early for you i really appreciate being here uh, i think first time when we met was game of testing uh, in bangalore i mean oh no, no before that actually there was a event at testing mar right for the mm-hmm. test chat so we met there it was a nice conversation though we were meeting for the for the, for the first time it was really good conversation that you had um, you made everyone very comfortable by your charm obviously yeah it's been it's been a nice journey following you uh, knowing you getting those knowledge bits on you from on linkedin on the, the test chat telegram channel and everywhere so thank you again and welcome on the show well it's a privilege gunesh to be a part of this podcast to be honest i was really looking forward to it and after uh, hearing your uh, you know 
episodes so far i have been very excited and mm-hmm. i was like okay when am i going to be on the show <laughs> so <laughs> uh, well and, and talking about interactions yes uh, i mean for the very first time when i met you at test sigma i could see that spark and you floored me with the mind map that you did i was like that was pretty cool um, thank you we were uh, doing this talk on on uh, or a discussion that we were doing was on how testers can contribute to the open source yes, community yes correct yeah and uh, you know you produced a mind map right on the spot about the entire discussion and i was like wow this is cool mm. and uh, then the very next day we met at game of testing again and that yeah. was, that, that that event was fun you know we met a lot of uh, you know our colleagues from the testing community it was fun meeting everyone so yes yeah. yes <laughs> great start yeah so uh, how how are you faring health wise i i heard that you had few pickups oh uh, yeah um, well um, on the road to recovery it's it's slow but but it's steady uh, and uh, i'm feeling better by the day so yeah mm-hmm. uh, good, i'll get good. better we yeah we wish you all the luck uh, and thank you, all thank the wishes thank you so much you are you are in the industry more than two decades now and <clears throat> there are a lot of um, posts and the knowledge that you keep on sharing on linkedin which is very helpful for everyone um but i would like to know more about in this whole journey when you started as a fresher and now that you are independent consulting you are coaching you are mentoring people i want to know more about how the whole process or the experience has changed your thinking process or your mindset in this whole journey okay so um so i need to go back quite a few years uh, yeah. in fact it was uh, <laughs> almost at the stroke of the millennium uh, when i started my my career and, and the mm-hmm. world was looking up to the y2k challenge that's where yeah. i i started yeah. off mm. and in fact i started off with the it industry as a content developer okay so i used to write courseware uh, back in the day we had niit and aptech as the yeah. two major uh, mm. computer education institutes back Correct. in india yeah there were quite a few because you know <clears throat> it revolution was happening yeah. more and more companies were making their base in india uh, you mm. know bangalore was already the epicenter of all and i was right there yes and uh, that's when it started and uh, when i started with testing uh, probably a year or so after i joined the industry uh, things were pretty different at that point of time mm-hmm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. i was coached by uh, my guru saptrishi das he is uh, you know he works for another big consulting company now uh, but you know what he told me was uh, testing is a tough job he made it very clear mm-hmm. up front he yeah. said uh, <laughs> people may have different things but testing is a tough job yeah uh, don't take it lightly but don't get into a mode where you are you know at every step comparing yourself with others and all that mm-hmm. and that advice of his really helped uh, because i could see that there is a lot to learn and yeah. uh, that's how it started um, kept on learning uh, kept on experiencing new things um, 
somewhere around the 2005-2006 time frame, uh, you know, ISCQB was booming. Mm-hmm. With ISCQB booming, um, you know, there was this tendency of, uh, of following the bandwagon, so to speak. So I also joined <laughs> yeah. them, did the certification and then uh, realized that there's a lot of uh, chaos, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, the certification course teaches you one way, but the industry follows a mix of things. Yeah, some correct. from here, some from somewhere else. So obviously it meant that I need to learn more. Mm-hmm. And almost around the same time, I got to know about uh, some of the leaders in the testing world. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, uh, when Saptarishi had introduced me to testing, he he had mentioned, uh, he'd asked me to read a few books and few articles. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles that he had forwarded to me was one from uh, Dorothy Graham. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so to speak, uh, you know, the first article that really inspired me to pick up testing was from her. Oh. And that was my first knowledge about any leader in, in, in mm. testing. Somebody mm-hmm. who's been doing it for years. Yeah. But... But, you know, 2005, 2006, uh, 7, around that time, I got introduced to James Park and uh, mm. Michael Bolton's work. Yeah. And uh, I, I bumped into the articles that they had written and, uh, you know, started learning more about it. And then as I dug deeper and I, as I studied, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was blown away, uh, okay, with the approach that, that they suggested towards testing. Yeah. And yeah. I found that there was a glaring gap between what I had learned so mm-hmm. far, yeah, what ISCQB was talking about <laughs> and what they were talking about. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, obviously there was a, a difference in the thought process. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So there were different arguments for and against each uh, school of thought. Yes, correct. If I may use that term. Uh, and uh, I saw that it was beneficial for us to learn both. Mm-hmm. You know, because, mm-hmm. uh, because companies were doing stuff in one way. Companies yeah. were teaching stuff in another way. Uh, people were asked to take up ISCQB certification because that was like a, you know, a real tick in the Idiot. box yeah. at that mm-hmm. point of time. Yeah. Uh, companies would actually prefer ISTQB certified testers, they would write in the job descriptions. Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, so, you know, that that became something like that. And then you had this whole new dimension, the whole new way of thinking mm. that, that uh, you know, James, Michael and others were, were bringing into the field. So, yeah, interesting journey. 23 years later, when I look at it now, um, there is a lot to learn. Uh, you know what you start learning as as a fresher by the time you reach two decades of experience may completely change your perspective yeah. will change yeah. um, I cannot say that you know somebody has a monopoly saying oh this is the only way in which you can think mm, uh, yeah. testing is about being creative uh, invoke your thought process is, is what yeah. I would advise um make the best of both worlds i have worked with customers who have uh, people who are certified in istqb mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and have attended Rapids of Testing course by James okay. Buck or Michael Bolton yeah. and are applying the best of both mm. in their day-to-day activities. Okay. So, you know, that that is uh, something that, that I also say that, that learn from as many mm. sources and then apply your critical thinking, your abilities to to give the best result. Got it. I hope I've answered your question. It's a long <laughs> answer, but no, no, that's that's totally fine. Um yeah, the, the thing that you said about applying both of best worlds is I think the key. And putting your own interpretation into the process actually helps you get the most out of the process because everyone's situation is different right you yes. can't there's no one size fits all thing which we can apply at and at any given point Absolutely. for that reason yeah Absolutely. so now that you are like an independent consultant you're doing a lot of um, interaction with people you also mentioned that there are a few people who are not really um, they don't really understand what testing is we go and then help them to understand what it is so in all the consulting jobs or consulting assignments that you had, what do you think uh, was the hardest one you had and why was it? Very interesting question. Okay, first up, I, I um, am not an independent consultant. I, okay. I work for Infosys. I am a consultant, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do work for Infosys and okay. it's, it's, it's a great place to be. Um, great bunch of people uh, working with me uh-huh. uh, i have a lot of opportunity to learn from because you know it's, it's a 40 year old organization and yes uh, and has got its own history so to speak and has got thousands and thousands of testers on board so it is it is a great experience to be a part of Infosys. Mm. well uh, putting that aside uh, the hardest uh, thing in my consulting journey well I think I have to think really hard about it because each one of them has has been really unique. Uh, I can't single out one of them being hardest. But I can Mm -hmm. tell you this, okay? A lot of times I have got into an assignment looking at uh, the technology stack and thinking that, oh my God, this is going to be challenging. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, and and that's often the perception that happens is created because you know you look at technology there are somewhere you know uh, there's a lot of different elements that need to be done and then you're like is it technically possible yeah, is the correct. technical implementation mm. really possible and that's when you start thinking and you think oh my god this is going to be really complex mm. however based on my experience i can tell you that the most challenging ones have been the ones having people issues Okay. Yeah. People challenges are the toughest challenges to to solve. Correct. So uh, you know whether it is uh, an industrial IoT implementation or a mm-hmm. digital transformation for a bank. Yeah. Uh, you know when people get involved, things become complex. Okay. And uh, uh, so to speak, I cannot single out the hardest one, but I can tell you this from my experience that. A couple of them, uh, which involved, uh, you know, which were like agile transformation projects, and when um, you know people wanted the entire testing team to be onboarded as a part yeah. of the agile mm. journey, mm. those were really tough. Oh, okay, because uh, you've got one set way of thinking. There is this waterfall uh, way in your mind, and suddenly there is this 
thought process that agile can transform things mm-hmm. and uh, you know you see examples from other companies who have implemented things successfully and you think that that might work for you yeah but a lot of times there is a tendency to forget that things may vary based on the context correct yes right so in your context does agile really suit you mm okay is your management on board first thing mm. do they believe that this is going to be successful and they are going to support you in their methods yeah that's one thing then the other thing is in a lot of cases they say okay let's start small let's do let's have say for example they decide to follow scrum they say okay yeah. let's have one scrum team and let's start with that so you you are thinking of implementing something but you're starting bottom up Mm. and one team starts doing scrum and the other teams are doing something else and there is mm. total isolation there that's so these are the kind of situations where we get into or yeah. there are situations where there are four teams which are doing scrum and each of them they has their own understanding of scrum and the way mm. scrum work yeah okay each of them has their own scrum master <clears throat> and all four scrum masters think differently mm. so and i often say you know when it when there's when there are conversations about certifications i often give this example that, that just like you have thousands and thousands of iscqb certified testers you have thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of certified scrum masters yet yeah. scrum is the most misunderstood philosophy <laughs> okay if you have so many certified scrum masters how Correct. does it happen that it is still so misunderstood mm-hmm. right uh similarly in testing you have so many certified testers and yet there are so many misconceptions floating why is yes, it like that so <laughs> that's my take on certifications i mean certifications is a totally different thing coming back to your question so because of all these uh, you know different thoughts about mm. scrum about the agile philosophy uh, agile transformation projects are really really tough to handle and when you have got testing to be onboarded as yeah. a separate task mm. it becomes really difficult okay yes. suddenly uh, what will happen is so you have a you know a test engineer a test lead or a test manager and mm. suddenly you have to say that okay test lead and test manager roles will cease to exist yeah so they will see that as a threat to their career they will mm. suddenly start thinking oh what should i do next should i <laughs> and become a scrum master should i become a product owner will i still have that authority still have that control okay it no longer remains about the project it is about their their uh, own know, job, job security. security yeah yeah okay and 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 that makes it very difficult so to convince people that okay mm. no this is just um, a different way of doing things your job yeah. is still safe mm. okay you are going to be on a different role for example you know a test manager could become a quality coach correct okay but if you say somebody who's who's been a managerial role who's mm. had a certain level of authority certain level of control that you're going to be yeah. coaching from tomorrow ah. you know he'll suddenly feel oh my god what happens to the control that i had coaches don't have that much control they will say yeah <laughs> okay manager the the weight that designation the weight carry of the, yeah yeah suddenly that will be gone so it becomes difficult and those are the kind of challenges which are very tricky to handle mm. so as a consultant for me to be convincing people that 
that, you know. This is the same wine being served to you in a different bottle. Uh, that's that's often the different thing. Uh, you know, you need to taste, you need to still taste the wine to confirm that it is the same wine, right? Yeah. Correct. But people don't even go there. They say, oh, the mm. bottle is different. I don't want it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, those are the toughest ones. Mm. Correct. So, like the two companies producing same medicine, but now you're used to that medicine, so you yeah. are you won't really go for that, even if the composition is same, right? So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it may be paracetamol, okay? Yeah, you know it's paracetamol, but but uh, you know you are so used to one particular name. Yeah, uh, just because the packaging is that. different. Yeah, the shape is different. Okay, some something has a red coating, and and you are mm. used to the one with the. <laughs> With no coating and suddenly you see the red coating and you think, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's the same thing. So, yeah. You know, ultimately, at you know, Jerry Weinberg had had had, had summed it up very nicely in one of the things that he said. Mm-hmm. Many brilliant things that he said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, most challenges or rather all challenges are people challenges. Okay. So, uh so it's it's the people who make it make things complicated. It's not the technology which is which is making things complicated. Okay, so any transformation projects they become mm. difficult because people have their own way of thinking. Yeah, they have their thought process, and and those are the really tough ones where you know people are like, no, it has to be this way. Correct. And correct. and then you have the my way or the highway kind of <laughs> attitude as well. So yes, <laughs> those are the ones which are. Yeah, so in in this whole process, I think it it mainly hinges upon the role of human mind in in all the all the aspects yes. of this, right? So in that sense, like we already said, like there are different uh, mindsets which are already there out. Uh, people have a lot of different ways of thinking. But what is what is a mindset for you? I mean, what do you consider as a mindset? Mindset. Okay, so um, so. I I um, I think that it is more or less the way of thinking, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, mindset to me is is a combination of two words. It's mind yeah. and set. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And so you could read it the other way around also. A set of minds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Each each mm-hmm. one of them thinking differently, being put together as one. So deriving yeah. one unique way of thinking out of many minds. So when you say, uh, you know, it's, it's a mindset that matters. It means that, okay, you are trying to say that, okay, it's the way of thinking of so many people that matters. Mm, and mm. normally we use this word uh, when we are referring to uh, a group of people. Yeah. We would say, mm. oh, you know what? Uh, Europeans have this mindset or yeah, Asians correct. have this mindset. So we categorize them like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, or this kind of mindset is prevalent in certain geographies, say for example in India, you mm-hmm. know, Correct. or mm-hmm. testers think like that. So you you say something as a testing mindset or a developer's mindset. You yeah. see, so you what you are doing is you are using that that particular word as uh, referring to a group of people and not just one person. But yeah, you could isolate it and say, oh, this guy has this sort of a mindset, and the another. Uh, the other person has uh, another type of mindset. Mm. So it's basically, uh, you know, in my opinion, it, it, it ties very closely with culture. 
Okay. Culture yeah. around a particular person, the mm. culture that that a person is imbibed into. Yeah. And a culture essentially is a culmination of your values, of your principles that you have. Mm. So it's it's basically the culmination of of these two, in my opinion, and that is what drives uh, societies. That is what drives countries, so to speak. So, uh, and of course, as a part of it, the communities are also driven by that mindset. So yes. you ha- yeah. you can say uh, when we learn testing, mm. one of the first things that we say is, "Oh, we need the testing mindset." Yeah. Then you go and ask, "Okay, what do you mean by the testing mindset?" Nobody is able to explain to you. Mm. Okay, you ask this question, you see a lot of times on LinkedIn people saying, oh, we need the testing mindset, we need a different mindset. What is yeah. that mindset? Mm. What is it that you need? Then people will start talking about individual qualities of the tester. Mm. Okay, certain skills. Yeah. Okay, for example, problem solving mm. as one skill yeah. or certain quality, paying attention to detail. Okay. That is not mindset. Those are certain qualities that qualities. you're talking about. Yeah, correct. Right? When you talk about mindset, it is your value system. That, okay, when mm. I... Uh, or, or certain principles that you that, that you follow in your life. Correct. That, you know, I will treat people with fairness. I will look at mm. all the uh, opportunities equally. I will try out different options. When somebody comes to me for a conversation, for example, a developer or an architect... I will treat them with respect. I will listen yeah. to their opinion. I will put mm. forth my opinion. Those are those are those certain are aspects the of your mindset. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so people have to understand that that there is a difference. You you can't say oh tester's mindset is attention to detail. No, that is mm. a quality. That is a skill that a tester has. Yeah. Okay. Somebody is pretty sharp who has got certain observation skills, mm. like nobody else. That is not a mindset. So people have mm. to understand the basic difference here. Yeah, correct. Okay. Then you, yeah. then somebody might say, oh, no, uh, finding bugs is testers' mindset. No, mm. it is not. Okay. As a part of your job, when you are trying to test something, you will find jobs. Sorry, mm. defects. Bugs, yeah. You will find those, right? Yeah. You are a tester. You are uh, looking at a software. You see an anomalous behavior. Mm. You talk about it. And if it is not up to the desired requirement, you say, oh, you know what? Something is wrong. Fix it. Mm, correct. Right? I, I think principle in that is more like I, I'll ensure quality in everything that I do is something that, of a principle that... that, 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 that yeah. That's a very big statement to make, Gunesh. <laughs> because, because quality is extremely subjective. Yeah. Quality correct. is extremely subjective. What may be of good quality to you mm. may be of mediocre quality to me. Correct. Okay, what may be of great quality to me may be of, uh, you know, extremely poor quality to you. Yeah. It depends on the context. It depends on what we are looking for. Mm-hmm. from a particular mm-hmm. product yeah okay when you buy a product you buy it for the features it has and the benefit it provides mm-hmm. and then yeah. you start look looking at the product from that perspective okay so your mm-hmm. quality parameters will differ mm-hmm. correct 
Okay, you have for example two TVs. Okay, <coughs> each of them say priced at a thousand euros, mm. which is about say eighty thousand rupees. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, uh, approximately the same uh, conversion rate. Okay, two TVs, but they may have different features. Okay, one may have uh, what what they have is some adaptive lighting. Okay, mm-hmm. so nowadays TVs have this that based on the lighting in your room or what's around you, the yeah. screen uh, brightness automatically changes. One may not Got have it. that feature. Mm-hmm. Okay, for somebody that that adaptive adaptive lighting may be a value addition that he or she is looking for. Yeah, okay, okay, for somebody it may not matter. Yeah. Right? So your quality parameter will differ. Hmm. So you can't say that it is the same quality for everybody. Correct. Okay. Correct. So hmm. quality is a <laughs> big, big term and it needs to be used in a very, you know, um, um, how, how should I say in, in in a way in which it has that that value okay mm. uh, quite often people say things like quality is everybody's responsibility yeah my, my mm. question this is a cliche okay everybody says that but can you please explain how then a lot of people draw blank correct okay so i uh, on purpose, you know, and then, sorry, uh, there is another thing is, is uh, quality assurance is a tester's job. Okay. This is also something that, that I hear quite often. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Testers don't assure quality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> testers cannot assure quality. Okay. Assurance is something that, that you, that if you have access to the software, if you can make changes, then you can say, okay. Yeah. Can probably do something about quality, but you can assess as a tester, right? You can advocate for quality, mm, but you mm. cannot assure. So, what I've done is quality is everybody's responsibility, and quality assurance is a tester's responsibility. I have combined these two, okay. And I, in fact, I also wrote a blog post, uh, I think it was on the test project uh, website, <coughs> okay. okay. And the, Longest title is quality assurance is everybody's responsibility. Mm. Instead of saying quality is everybody's responsibility, I say quality assurance is everybody's responsibility. You can't pinpoint and say, okay. So we talked about mindset, uh, how the mindset should be and other things. But in terms of qualities, uh, there are a bunch of qualities that are always discussed that a tester should have. So whenever, let's say, a person is looking at getting into testing or is has started in testing what are some of the things that we can coach them in terms of qualities like let's say top three qualities because mindset is something which will take time to develop right unless they are in the industry they get used to the things they'll hopefully they'll automatically develop the mindset but to help develop that mindset we'll need few qualities already there so maybe an assessment of that qualities and a top three qualities, uh, which we can ask them to develop by maybe reading or taking few self-help courses or anything like that, maybe. So what are those, some of the top qualities that you think people should be working on once they get into the industry? 
See, uh, for me, the first and foremost thing that I that I look for in in any candidate mm. is how open minded he or she is, mm-hmm. the willingness to learn. Yeah. Okay. If you are rigid, mm. saying okay, I know enough for this role and that's why I deserve this position, mm-hmm. then it doesn't work for me. Mm. Okay. So learnability, coachability is one aspect that I look for. You know, attitude. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you mm. something. Okay, so I was interviewing a bunch of freshers for mm. for a project that I was doing, and uh, one evening it was almost time for me to go home. Uh, about twenty twenty five minutes remaining okay. before I, I just pack up and end my day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the recruitment uh, team calls me at my desk and says. There is a girl who has come mm. here to, in response to the uh, the notice that we had given that we are looking for freshers. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, but uh, but we are not doing any more interviews today. She's mm. like, no, she has time only now, and that's why mm. she has come now. Mm. Uh, she is apologizing for not being in available in the earlier slot. I said, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. She comes into the room, and um, you know. She looks a little tired after a day's hard work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She comes and she tells me that she has finished her engineering exams just a week before or so. Uh-huh. And then I asked her, so where are you coming from? She said uh-huh. that uh, I teach college students. Okay. okay so I'm coming uh, after finishing two of my batches and there are, there is one more batch which I have to go and take. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and that is my method of refreshing whatever I have learned. Mm. Okay, and I said, okay, now this calls for a discussion. Yeah. Okay, the very fact that she wanted to do this job, yeah. she had that attitude and she said, okay, this is the window that I have between my batches. I will go and still talk and still try to mm. see if I can convince the interviewer to get me talking. And then yes. after that, I I forgot about me going home. I sat for another hour, discussed mm. things with her. Okay. And I found her to be perfectly suitable mm. for my job. Mm. Correct. And and she was hired. She yeah. told me upfront, look, mm. if you want uh, me to display an understanding of testing concepts and things like that, I do not know. But I am mm. willing to learn. If you teach me, I will learn. Okay, if you talk to me about testing concepts, if you talk to me about test strategy, test planning, mm. I will mm. learn it all. Yeah. You want results in three weeks, I will give you results in three weeks. Mm-hmm. But what I need is that opportunity. Okay, I am willing to learn. I am willing to unlearn some of the things which I learned in college. Mm. Because in college, the mindset is, oh, now I have to become a developer. Yeah. Right. Most of the time, yeah, most of them have that, have that, and that's that's a totally, totally different uh, discussion topic. Discussion. Yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> it's, it's it's a big discussion in in itself, uh, the education system and and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. talking about this, this this attitude, this attitude really floored me. Hmm. I was like, wow, how can somebody think so clearly and and be so positive and give hmm. me that confident response, and you will not believe. I worked with that girl for the next two years before I left the organization. She was still working there. Okay. She had managed to become 
an associate lead oh because she kept on deserving that promotion and we could yeah. not say no uh oh. mm-hmm. the customer could see it everybody yeah. in the team could see it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she would still continue to teach students after office oh she never left that because she was doing it pro bono she was teaching for free oh nice so she continued that because uh-huh. she said that is my way of refreshing whatever i have learned in college and they say right teaching is the best way of learning yes. right so yeah, she continued correct. on that path and mm. that is something that 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 i look for so if you ask me personally uh, some of the things you can teach everything okay the testing methodologies uh, mm. you know the mm. testing techniques test design test strategy test planning everything else you can teach but you cannot teach somebody attitude yeah you cannot absolutely. teach somebody to pay attention to detail that girl yeah. had that Hmm. Okay, uh, we say right. We often give example from our mythology, Arjuna, hmm. and his eye to detail. Eye to detail. He could look at yeah. when everybody was hmm. looking at the fish. He was looking at the the eye of the fish. Yeah. Okay. So that's that sort of an attitude you need. That sort of open mindedness. I am willing to unlearn. She said. i may have learned some of the things wrong i will i will unlearn those and i'll learn what is being taught how yeah, things are correct. being done mm. okay the 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 promptness the proactiveness the ability to ask questions mm. she, okay she would ask she said don't mind but i have this question she'll put her hand up and ask okay once we were in a customer call she was the junior most person uh, she, she was sitting right next to me and she just passed on she wrote it in her notepad and said can i ask a question she passed mm. that notepad in front, put that notepad in front of me i was distracted yeah. yes please go ahead mm. okay and she asked a question and the customer was like okay this is this is a good question coming from the junior most person mm. so so you need that sense okay that to be able to ask questions to be able to not assume anything and mm. to get down to the facts right so these are some of the things that that i look for now talking about qualities that that i can teach mm. well i i told you i can teach testing concepts i can teach testing methodology i can teach but i cannot teach somebody uh, you know attitudes i cannot teach somebody how to have <laughs> an open mind i can i can at the most say you must have an open mind yeah okay yeah you would have I don't know if you have ever encountered, uh, especially it happens mostly in appraisal discussions where the manager mm. will say, "You know, boss, you need an open open mind, okay, mm. <laughs> <laughs> to accept what what they are trying to say." Yeah. Right? This 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 very often I've got from my managers during an appraisal, okay, and we say the same thing when we say talk to our team members when we are doing the appraisal. It's yeah, a, boss, you need an open mind. That mm. is, you have to accept. everything that's coming your way correct so yeah you can't teach somebody that <laughs> yeah absolutely right i mean that has to come from um, the within right the attitude yeah. and the other things but if we look at it the other way um, like we expect that to come from within the upbringing or the environment has lot of effect into that for that yeah. particular person right yeah. so like you said uh, the girl that you're working with she wanted to ask a question in that meeting many people don't have that courage basically mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. maybe may because of their upbringings their previous yeah. bad experiences whatever that may be and those things i won't say um, well to put it in a very contrasting way they they scar you for life sometimes mm-hmm. um yes. that you don't you don't really come up from them once it happened you take it as a very bad lesson and then you forget it you don't do it again but in that in the professional setting it's not possible to get people uh, accept that to get people uh, work on their these kind of aspects which might be limiting their abilities they might have the abilities but it get lim- it gets limited because of these kind of things so in that case have you encountered any organization or any such entity which can help people um, work through these issues and then become better on a professional front as well um yes i have had managers do that job mhm okay and and those are the kind of people you know i really really admire because mm. they understand that that people development yeah. is a part of job that they need to do it's a part of their kra okay mm. uh, even if it is not written okay <laughs> somewhere even if they don't have they are not getting any brownie points for that but they will make sure that the team that they are working with is is well empowered to yeah. be able to do that uh, i have learnt it and i do it as well okay mm. it's important for me to understand why somebody is not asking questions or somebody is shy or does not have the courage rather than saying hey you yeah. should ask questions hey you didn't mm. do this you don't do this. Mm. it's very easy to say that but you know it depends on us individually to be able to do that okay yeah correct yeah when we have a team uh, we mm. will have a mix of people and like you said there are people who, who are reserved who are shy okay mm. they may have had circumstances where you know they they may have been put down because they have they ask a lot of questions yeah. or it is not considered culturally appropriate to be asking questions i right. will give you a, right. a, a very mm. interesting example okay so i was working here in the netherlands with with a company which makes uh, navigation software mm-hmm. okay and uh, that company uh, one day i was having a, a you know a coffee table discussion with with the manager we were just sipping mm-hmm. coffee and talking and he yeah. said i have noticed this with with teams coming in from india that they tend to mm. say yes for everything <laughs> okay even if they don't understand so yeah. the yes sir culture okay mm. and and if you notice that is pretty much there in a lot of teams and that is because we are taught right from our early days that saying no to somebody senior or somebody who's in a higher position of authority may look mm. as impolite correct yeah that's yeah. why you don't say no you say yes mm okay however that is not true right in a professional setting that's not true people would expect you to be honest and mm. there is a way of saying no in which you could make that thing sound polite you could say no yeah. politely as well yes you could yes. you could express your disagreement in a in a different manner but we don't do that so that is mm. a cultural aspect as well and like i said people may have had a, a setting where you know they may have been looked down upon or or they had a bad experience because they said something which refuted somebody else so that's why they are shy they are reserved 
Uh, it's mm, your responsibility yeah. as a leader, as mm. a colleague, mm. to help that person come out of that sort of a mindset and encourage mm. them to ask more questions. Now, uh, there are often uh, situations when you go into a, a meeting or, or you are leading a team and you find that the team doesn't ask any questions, even yeah. when you want them to. Yeah. So the correct. best way is to to show them the value of asking questions mm-hmm. by asking questions to them, you know, yeah. have one-on-one discussions and say, okay, what would have changed if you would have asked that question? Mm. You would have learned something valuable either about yourself or about the product or about the process or about yeah. somebody else. Right. So once you would have learned that something valuable, how would have you used that information in mm. making that relationship better or making that product better or that process or improve that process, then you would get answers from that person and that person would have a realization as to how things can improve. Yeah. Okay, so there are different coaching techniques. There are different mentoring techniques. Both are different mm-hmm. coaching and mentoring. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Where you could help open up a person's mind. Mm. Okay. Uh, I can, like you said, I can say someone to, you know, ask someone to read 100 self-help books. Mm, mm. Do not help. It may be categorized as self-help. I would say it is no help. Okay. (laughs) Until unless that person has that inclination of deriving value out of those self-help books. Yeah. Okay. I have seen people... Uh, go on LinkedIn and and and, and saying comments like uh, great share, nice read. Mm. Okay, yeah. you've read it once, but have you understood what it is? Have you mm. derived the value? Mm. Ten days later, if I ask you about that, will you be able to remember? <laughs> will Possibly you be able not. to use it in your context? Mm. So, you know, I, I I sometimes look at those comments and I'm like, Okay, this is just something. Okay, fine. <laughs> Gets me a little more visibility. That's it. Yeah. As an author, if, if yeah. somebody comments like that, his network is able to see that. Mm. So I get more yes. visibility. So I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> but is it really adding value to that person is the question that I often ask. So mm. don't simply comment, oh, nice read or great share or anything like that. If you have really learned something, write that as a comment. Or if you have a question, write that as a comment. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have anything in your mind, then don't write. It's fine. It's okay. Mm. Even if you don't react, it it won't make a difference. Yeah. The point is... It's slightly... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What you're saying. No, no. I was just saying it, it, it's it's more like a FOMO kind of a thing which people have in terms it, it, of it commenting. Is, right? it, so, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the post has come out. I have to comment. Otherwise, it will not be... Yeah, I don't know. It will not be visible. To I'll, I'll not be I'm, seen as cool yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen in this lot of people that they have to have to do it. Um, in these the social media is is, is uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't have words to describe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big jungle out there. Okay, let me put it that way, in a nicer way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of social media, um. I, you you yourself are very actively sharing knowledge on the LinkedIn and other things. <clears throat> I have also seen couple of disagreements, uh, to put it uh, lightly, on the network and 
there are always going to be contrasting thoughts and people coming from different uh, aspects on the topics but there's always a good way to handle it and i've seen you handling it quite gracefully so what is what is your secret there well i i'm glad you used the word disagreement yeah because because uh, that's uh, something that's bound to happen okay yeah um, let us not forget that there are 8 billion uh, people on this planet hmm. okay each of us blessed with uh, an intellect blessed with the ability to think and yeah. since all of us have an ability to think we also have the ability to form opinions so there mm. is a possibility of having 8 billion opinions on a particular topic yeah and those 8 billions it is not necessary that somebody has to agree with you you may have contrasting opinions that is a given yes. fact so you will yeah. have disagreements no matter what correct mm. okay disagreements will happen now these disagreements are also in different for different reasons maybe somebody doesn't like you as a person so they will yeah. always tend to disagree with you okay yeah. it's a fact of life nobody you know you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to like you yeah right? you can't please everyone anyways so that's yeah, yeah yeah you can't please everyone anyways okay maybe that's that's just the reason or maybe somebody is insecure looking at your growth your development mm-hmm. that is also mm-hmm. there yeah. right or maybe uh, you are incorrect that may also be the case right yeah not everything that i say is is factually correct mm. not mm. 100% of times i've had people correct me saying you know what this is this is not right but there is a nicer way of expressing disagreements there is a yeah. there are diff- people people have their own way of thinking so they express their disagreements some people go outrightly ballistic you know they just want to blow <laughs> things away and they like, no you're not right they are this you're that Uh, yeah i have seen situations where people have written a separate post by themselves name oh. trying to name and shame me which is <laughs> okay which is a part of their yeah. uh, strategy okay yeah. uh, they think that that is the right way of calling mm. out people and saying there is a disagreement fine fair enough you can sort it out in yeah. a more responsible way you can send mm. there is always an option of 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 a direct message on social right. media you could send a direct yeah. message and say okay can we get into a one on one conversation mm, i think this mm. subject needs a more a deeper discussion between the two of us yeah okay and that discussion may solve a lot of problems so if you yeah. ask me my ways um, you know i used to argue a lot and mm. i still do okay mm. uh, i i see arguments as a good thing yeah. okay uh, but i have also started to learn restraint hmm. okay when to argue when not to argue when you know that okay this is not going to head anywhere yeah uh, it's only going to be a waste of time for you mm-hmm. waste of time for everybody else it's not going to be of any benefit for the readers uh, so so those are the kind of situations where i tend to keep quiet hmm. okay and uh, there is also this thing okay if you are quiet people think oh you don't have an answer you don't have but, yeah but yeah. but but uh, a lot of people don't realize that silence can be a choice as well at times mm. right you are choosing to keep quiet not because you don't know the answer but because you don't want to get into yeah. an unnecessary argument yeah correct right uh, so that's one way of handling it the other way is to uh, i normally do is if it's a friend who is a little upset or if i know that that person is going to respond i i take mm. the liberty of 
of of DMing that person and saying, "Hey, you you seem to be upset. Uh, what happened there?" Yeah. Okay. Then you know, if you are on the wrong side, own it up, saying, "Oh, you know what? I was wrong. Mm. I stand mm. corrected. Thank you so much." Okay. And then life goes on smoothly. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, I had a very recent experience. Couple of days ago, uh, one of my good friends from the US had shared mm-hmm. a post on LinkedIn about a job description. Okay. And there was a comment from another friend of mine, and he uh-huh. had tagged me in that comment saying, "Hey, you know what? This is what it looks like. It is uh, not looking like a testing job description. It is looking like a, you know, a, a tools race or something like that." Oh, okay. okay. And I commented saying, yeah, you know what, managers don't uh, look for testers anymore. They look for toolsmiths, mm. blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, the person who had shared the post had the intention of sharing it so that a lot of other testers who are looking for jobs can see the mm. job. Okay, yeah. that whole point got missed. Mm. So, obviously, and the person who, who shared the post is a very good friend of mine. Obviously, got grumpy and said this is not the way you respond this was not the intention yeah then i although i responded to the comment saying no this is this was the intention of my comment not to uh-huh. refute the fact that you're done with the good intention yeah. i sent a dm saying hey you seem to be upset no. what's wrong yeah. then that person said and i said yes i agree that that your intention was far superior than what i was thinking or what i was trying to say i should have probably gone to the hiring manager directly and said you know what you got this wrong here dude yeah. but i didn't do that i didn't choose to do mm. that's where mm. i went wrong and i owned yeah. it up now we are good and and we are going to soon have a virtual coffee together oh, so nice. also <laughs> life is life is really good so so uh, that that's how we learn okay and mm. it is a very recent experience just two days ago okay when something happened uh, and i think okay that's a learning you don't go down that that path you yeah you want to say something you are pretty passionate about it say it in a nicer way or say it to the mm. person directly rather than putting it out on yeah <laughs> boom so so i am still <laughs> learning okay and like i said one of the biggest things you said how do you deal with it one of the biggest things for me is to show restraint when mm. not to jump into an argument yeah is a very important thing to learn mm. keep quiet as much as possible it won't matter after a few mm. days it it won't matter yes correct if you see yeah. if you see uh, the journey of linkedin posts uh, the most viral posts also tend to trend for 3 days and not more than that yeah correct okay. yes and 3 days is the maximum life that i have observed it may be more in in other people's cases mm-hmm. but after 3 days nobody else even remembers mm. yeah but right. there have been situations when people are like Oh, why do you say this again and again? And I'm like, I yeah, don't say people. It people tend to hold grudge on that particular <laughs> comment, and then whenever you say it again, they are like, "Oh, no, no, no! You're saying it again." <laughs> A new one is in the market these days. Not these days, but for for some time. Is AI going to kill testing jobs or or, or manual mm. testers or testers or everybody's job? In fact. <laughs> That's, is chat gpt going to kill everybody <laughs> like, what <laughs> i mean, it, it if you use if you use it as a tool it will certainly help you but i mean it can't it can't do your job for you at, 
uh, the whole thing i mean we are you know, I, not I in a, we are not in a terminator age right where yeah, <laughs> yeah. james park said something really nice and i want to quote it here he said yeah. uh, somebody asked him and he said in a comment and i read it and uh-huh. he said uh, ai will not take away any jobs a person using ai will take away your job yeah correct yeah and i i i i very much agree with that anybody who knows understands and uses ai effectively is going to be yeah. far more superior compared to you yes. and will take away your job mm. so you know that's that, that's what it is and that's the reality <laughs> that we need to wake up so you are the person only a person can take up a person's job technology cannot mm. take up a person's job mm. right right and also like you mentioned right um, the the way you do your job is what defines on how you would maybe succeed in it or you do better yeah. than others in that sense so if we apply like i have seen in my experience that whenever people are doing testing there is something called i think it's your coin term only a test to pass mindset uh, <laughs> where people just test so that the test cases that they have written should pass so that's the that's the prevailing mindset most of the times so <clears throat> in that sense in your opinion uh, if we if we look at test design from that aspect um uh, that not from a test to pass mindset but from something other aspect which will fulfill what a test design has to do what what do you think that main objective of test design is and how it can be more effective that's that's a very nice question a very good one okay um so you know in the uh, information technology world Mm. in the companies we have this love for green yeah we want to see green reports all green yeah. jenkins green report is something that we love everything should be passing yeah okay so the moment you start thinking of technology or anything like that in terms of red and green mm-hmm. you are you are thinking very shallow you are not mm. thinking uh big okay now the reason i say this is because when we were in school okay we had a science lab where we used to do experiments yeah right yeah deep the results of those experiments were never pass or fail hmm the results of those experiments was learning the same applies to testing as well yeah correct when you say design a test Mm. a test is nothing but an experiment yeah right mm. and an experiment is not limited to pass fail it could be greater than less than mm. it could be high low the results yeah okay it could give you information which you never had mm. it could bring out truth about something absolutely unknown you yeah. could discover unknown with it that is what yeah. a test does yeah So when you are designing a test you think of designing an experiment okay that will take you to that result if you only think that oh my goal is to find bugs and my only basis of it is the requirements document mm. how do you justify if the requirement itself is correct or not at the first place yeah 
right so yeah, right. so when i talk about test design i am talking about thinking more holistically hmm what is the problem that you are trying to solve that is the first question that you should ask hmm is the solution that is there in front of me solving the problem at hand yeah and is the test that i am going to do going to validate if that problem is going to solve be solved or not mm-hmm. do i see a risk is my test going to check if the mitigation of that risk works or not yeah mm. okay if yes then how good is it how bad is it mm. what are the implications what else do i learn about it think of all those as the results and start designing your tests from that perspective yeah 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 if you look at it uh, from know, that science experiment analogy again the main yeah. part of that particular thing was the observations and the analysis driven from that observations absolutely absolutely now <clears throat> what happens is you talk about test design and people go back to istqb very often and the first answers that you listen are equivalence partitioning and boundary value analysis yeah right by default yeah. by default yes by default and and uh, where does it come from it comes from istqb i'm sorry i'm doing a little bit of istqb bashing but that <laughs> is but that is an istqb prevalent mindset yeah yeah okay there are certain and i was having this discussion with with a few people the you know about a year ago or something where we were talking mm-hmm. about what what is happening when we are talking about test design when we are talking about testing why do we get these kind of answers because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the very basis of our testing education in yeah. a country like india or say pakistan or uh, mm-hmm. you know, bangladesh sri lanka or if you look at that belt that entire region mm-hmm. southeast asia yeah the very basis is the focus on istqb and what we learn from istqb hmm so that has kind of become the foundation of of everything you know or think about testing or and you want to expect from it yeah correct. okay so the ultimate thing if you ask any tester what are you doing oh we need to check software to compare it with requirements and to see if there are any bugs or not that is the definition of testing you will get anywhere everywhere from from people where is yeah. it written istqb hmm Okay but is testing limited just to finding bugs? No, definitely not. Yeah. There is a lot more to testing. Right? Yeah. Testing will reveal problems which you did not even anticipate. Mm. Okay, testing will reveal risks. A lot of times and then you start thinking oh how do I mitigate how do I mitigate? Mhm. Testing will do a lot more than just finding bugs. Finding bug you will get bugs as a result. No there's no doubt about it yeah correct okay but is that the final goal mm. no Long similarly similarly mm. somebody went and told gave a mantra saying you know what automation will uh, be very good because it has worked for somebody else mm. look at that example yeah okay so everybody say oh okay let's jump into the automation mm. and what what do they do okay they automate using selenium and java so selenium and java let's do but does it fit your context do you really need it does it yeah. add value does it give you the results that you want uh, does it again going back to the same thing is does it solve the problem that mm. your customer has correct yeah i mean when will people start thinking in that direction is the question mm. 
and that is why job descriptions should have include you know for any tester the first thing they should include is problem solving skill yeah that should be the first requirement mm. in my opinion mm. instead of saying oh i we need a qtp expert or a selenium expert or or an api testing expert yeah. ask that first is he or she being able to solve a problem identify a problem and solve it thank you for tuning in today i hope you found it useful if you did learn something new today please follow us on instagram linkedin and also share rate subscribe to the podcast so that you get the notifications for the new episodes as and when they are launched thank you for being here it really means a lot to me until we meet again it's a goodbye from my side take care and be in great health thank you